believe I can't sleep. It's time to listen to Courtney at last on the ramblings of an insomniac podcast. Hello, people, party people. I don't know. That was a really dumb introduction, but at any rate, we're going to just go with it because I'm too tired to redo it. (laughs) My voice probably says it all. It always sounds really like this all the time. Man, it's not cute. I feel like Phoebe on Friends on the episode where she got a cold. And then she started singing really sexy and everybody liked her voice because it sounded all sultry and like gravelly and stuff. And then her cold went away. So she tried to get a cold and she was like licking Monica's coffee mug so that she would like get a cold. I feel like that, but I don't think I sound sexy. But at any rate, hello, welcome to episode 30. Whoop, whoop. That sounds so cool. 30. Of the ramblings of an insomniac, I am Courtney Perry. Welcome, or welcome back, or just all of the above. Hello. Um, so I am sitting here, and I'm supposed to be getting up in um, like five hours from now, five and a half hours from now. And, you know, as per the usual, I'm just like, my brain's like, what can we do? How can we avoid getting some sleep and functioning like a normal adult. What can we do to prevent that at all costs? So, um, so this is kind of hilarious, but at like 1030 this evening, I decided that would be like a super fantastic time to go down and fill up a bunch of buckets for all the deer and wildlife that might need water because it's been, anywhere from in the high 90s up to like 103 and it's supposed to be 103 tomorrow as well so I went around and put buckets like all around the property filled it up with water for the wildlife and then um, I could only get part of the property mode so then the part that I could not get mowed I sprayed down because it is currently like 80 degrees out still so um, it's warm but I was all paranoid that like I was gonna set the flipping um, my road, my, the forest on fire, like, cause you know, that would happen. So I don't want to do that. So I went and got all paranoid and I decided to spray everything down and the stuff that I couldn't mow yet, I sprayed down and I don't know, I was on a big thing. Now here it is, um, almost midnight and I have to be up at five 30 in the morning. So That's cool. That is where I'm at. Anyway, I just wanted to say hi and thank you so much for joining me. Um, So things on my brain, things keeping me up. Well, A, heat. Heat is certainly not helping. Again, shout out to everybody around the globe that is not a big fat baby that's embarrassing. My little, uh, my little air freshener doodad just went off and my cat is like meowing at the door. So I have to let him in. But 
Anyways, shout out to all those that tolerate all this business, all this heat business, because you guys are stronger than I am. The will is strong. Um, and again, shout out to everybody that's just upright right now and saying, hey, I'm going to get up. And not only am I going to get out of this bed, but I am going to get up and I'm going to be a functioning adult today. Maybe barely functioning. Maybe you're just barely holding on by a thread, but you're still holding on. Oh my gosh, my cat decided that right now would be the most amazing time to not only lay down on me, but he's sniffing this microphone and he is laying to where his nose is literally touching my nose right now. His nose is high, high blade. Um, oh my gosh. And he's stepping on my throat. So that's cool. Um, excuse you. So anyways, to those of you that are getting up and putting uh, effort into life at all, well, go you. Because again, that's more than some people do, including myself sometimes. I mean, including me, not above the admitting that I have struggles sometimes. So um, my cat, I'm sorry, listen to this. So I don't know if you can hear that, but if it's soothing to anybody and you need help going to sleep, well, A, I'm probably the right podcast because I'm not that interesting. I mean, my gosh, I listen to myself and I'm like, you poor people listening to me. But at the same time, thank you so much. Keep doing it. <laughs> Keep doing it. But I got to like figure out some uh, things to talk about. But um, the sound of a cat purring is quite, um, I don't know, it's kind of soothing, but not when he's all like up in my business like this, though. That's that's just stalker. That's just being a stalker. Um, and quite, uh, dominant there, dude. Anyways, he's 22 years old, by the way, he's a Russian blue and he's 22 years old. So he gets away with some things because you know what? He's earned it. I'm all about the pecking order. I'm all about respect, respecting my elders and he deserves it. He's 22. And so they, my vet was saying that's basically like a hundred to 102 in, uh, human equivalent so human years okay wow I just went totally off on a whole other thing there so again side effects of insomnia um, and ADD I have not been taking my medication because again as I've been sharing with you guys when I was taking it I felt fantastic it was great I still had feelings it wasn't like I was a robot it wasn't like a Stepford wife kind of gig. I felt great. And then as I've also shared, I have just a horrible habit of when I say I'm going to do stuff, I don't do it. I have to just do it and not think about it. And I don't know. I think I, I don't know if I talked about, it. I don't know what happened. Somehow I derailed though. And now it shows because I'm pretty salty these days. I've been salty. I'm like dead sea salty. And that is not cute. That is just, you know, as Paris Hilton used to say, not hot. Or no, did she say that's hot? That's hot. So never mind. That's not hot. I'll start that one. That's not hot. Uh, so not hot. But, and I've been 
just negative. I'm negative and I don't like that look. It gives you wrinkles. Apparently it also makes my voice sound like I have been smoking forever. Being tired does that too, of course. So the whole thing, just not, I stopped stretching. I was stretching like crazy. I felt much better. I was sleeping better. I was doing all the things and then I stopped doing all the things and now it shows. So I got to get back to doing the things. But like we've talked about, if I say it out loud, it's like the Baltimore thing, the, the stuff that shall not be named. Like I can't say all of it because as you guys know, then I will never follow through. So, and speaking of you guys, hey, thanks, man. Thank you so much. I've been noticing that more people are tuning in. Australia, what? I love that there's some um, people in Australia that have been tuning in. And I've noticed that there are people in um, the UK tuning in. I've noticed that there is someone in Wyoming, Cheyenne, Wyoming, that um, started listening. Thank you so much. Shout out to whomever, or maybe it's more, I guess I shouldn't make the assumption that it's one person in Cheyenne. Maybe it, uh, maybe it's more than one person. Maybe it's numerous people in Cheyenne. Maybe you guys like put me on some loudspeaker and everybody listens to me. I don't know, but shout out to whomever or all the people in Cheyenne and just everybody. I'm so, so grateful that more people are tuning in. Yay. Um, anyways, anyway, not anyways, I feel that, uh, the heat and not taking my medication and my surroundings, um, that's something that's been keeping me up. How, uh, surroundings obviously have a lot to do with, how you are going to be and how you handle those surroundings. And I talked about that on my last podcast, like everybody handles things differently. Obviously everybody handles stress differently and, um, sadness and grief and just everything. People handle things differently and some handle things better than others, obviously. So I found it, you know, like I talked about my last podcast, I find it interesting to know different cultures, how they may handle things. And maybe it's a, you know, depends on what country you're from, how you handle things, or maybe it depends on your gender. Maybe it depends on your religion. I think it depends on many, many things, not just one thing. And anyway, I was thinking about that again last night and how uh, I've been around some, I work somewhere that, you know, we don't have a lot of, of staff. It's just a couple of us. And you get to know people pretty well after a period of time, especially when there's only like two or three of you working there. Um, and you're either going to really like each other or really not, or you're going to be like siblings. And I just always have found it interesting that I've I've worked in numerous places. I'm 48 and I've been working, well, truly working as in for like a check check since I was 14. But, you know, I did babysitting and mowing lawns and all that kind of stuff before that. But um, it's interesting to me that it seems like women in particular really don't do well. We don't work well together, it seems. Um, it seems like you get a bunch of women together and it kind of spells trouble in a work environment. And I don't know how men handle things. I don't know if they just say what they mean and then move on. I don't know if 
you know, I don't know. I can make assumptions. I can guess, but, but I don't know. I'm not there. And maybe they handle things differently depending on if women are around or not, who knows. But I just find it fascinating how, again, how it's been my experience, the places I've worked that have both um, men and women, and then the places I've worked who have predominantly women or predominantly men. It's just interesting because there's just such a different dynamic and how people handle things and for good and bad, both. And um, I'm not hating on either. I think that we all have our issues and we all have things to that we can better about ourselves. So I'm not ripping on anybody. We all are just big old weirdos that are just walking around being big old weirdos that have insecurities and, you know, we don't know what we're doing. So, but anyways, I, anyway, I started thinking of working also in places that are bigger, like with I don't know, 10 plus employees or 20 plus employees or 30 plus or thousands versus working where I do, where there are three of us. And um, obviously that's going to be vastly different than working for, I don't know, Google or whatever. So um, sometimes you become almost like siblings. It's almost like it's okay for you to be irritated with your coworker but you don't want anyone else to say something about them. And you almost become like a, I'm an only child. So the only reason I say I know what I'm talking about in the sense that I don't know what I'm talking about, but I've seen one perspective. And that is that I have two sons and I see how they are with each other. So I can only go by what I observe. I don't know because I'm not a sibling, but it seems very much that way when you're a sibling that you you can talk trash about your sister or brother, but nobody else is allowed to, or you can, you know, kick your brother or sister, but nobody else can. So it's kind of funny because I find that very true where I work. And also I am 20 years older than one of my coworkers. And then my boss is older than I am. And so it's again, a different dynamic because you kind of have well, you have two different generations, but there's kind of three different lines of trends of thought. We all three have some similar opinions. Yes, of course, very similar opinions, um, but then also vastly different. And so that plays a whole different role, you know. But one thing I've learned, um, I kind of look at how people are as bosses, and I find it fascinating how people handle the role of being in charge and whether it's in charge of a corporation or in charge of a, a small business or in charge of your children or in charge of, you know, an animal, a pet, or in charge of making sure that the dishes get done. I don't know, but how people handle um, being in charge is fascinating. And when you have a boss, for me personally, I work far better for bosses that do not micromanage. I don't like being micromanaged. I like you. I like it when I know what I'm supposed to do. I have a time that I'm supposed to have that done by. Then you trust me enough and feel I'm competent enough to go now 
carry on and do that job. So micromanaging an eye, it's the quickest way for me to, it it just doesn't work well for me, put it that way. It's not my style. Um, and again, it's fascinating to me to see how people, um, how a boss is and how they treat people. And if it depends on age, if it depends on gender, if it depends on who's been there the longest, seniority. You know, I just find these things fascinating. And I've been staying up kind of thinking about it and thinking about customer. And then that got me thinking, because, you know, my brain then, I was like, and then I started all of a sudden thinking about customer service and how I find it fascinating now that when you go to a restaurant or you go places, almost everybody just seems to expect a tip now. Nobody seems to want to earn one. And look, I work in customer service. I've worked in many places where you get tips. I've worked in places where you don't. And I feel your job is your job and you should always be polite and you should always be respectful and you should always do whatever your job is. However, but I feel like if you want to tip, then that means you at least smile and at least be respectful, which I would hope is part of your job description anyways, I would assume so. Um, but I feel like people think, there you go. I, I, I don't know if it's a restaurant took their order and, you know, I didn't slap them. So I deserve a tip. No, or I didn't spill things. So I deserve a tip. Well, how about just coming back one time and saying, Hey, is everything okay? That's it for me personally. That's all you have to do. Come back one time. Hey, is everything okay? Do you need anything? And I'll be like, no, yes, whatever it is, whatever. And I'll always be polite. I'm going to be polite. I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm not about that. Uh, I've worked in the restaurant business very briefly, not my cup of tea. I was a hostess for a busy place in Seaside, and it was not my cup of tea. I learned real quick that my uh, mouth needs to uh, not get involved sometimes, and it got involved when it shouldn't have, and yeah. So I did not last long in the restaurant environment. It's not my thing, but um, it's just fascinating. I guess my point is that tips now are something that people I feel expect instead of it's realizing it's just that it's a tip. It's extra. It's extra. And you get a tip because you've done something that was a little extra. So it doesn't mean to be extra as in, you know, be drama. But just at least come back and touch base. At least don't act like you hate life and you don't actually want to be helping me. That's all I want. Don't act like you're going to die and now your life is over because you had to help me. Like, I don't know what it is about Walmart, but you go into Walmart and holy God, you cannot find one person there that will help you. Not one. Not only that, but they, it seems like if there is one person, it's almost like they run away from you. Even if their back is turned, even if they can't see you, it's almost like they, they, they're like, they stop and like they get that scent of a customer and they're like, oh, and they take off and they just like bolt like a deer into the bushes. It's odd. I don't know. Um, so back in my day. That's just not how it was. If we wanted tips, we had to like earn it. And 
I feel that's a good thing. I feel earning something makes you proud of the thing that you get and it makes you appreciate things and probably treat things better. And I know if you buy a car yourself, you're probably going to clean that car more and maintain that car more and drive it a little safer. And because you paid for it, you earned it, you worked hard for it and you're proud of it. So you're going to treat it well. I feel when you don't earn things, sometimes you don't treat it as well because it's not yours. So you don't realize the value of the sweat and tears that you put into that and saving up for something and going without your coffee or going without your, um, I don't know, whatever it is that you, without your candy, I don't know, whatever it is that you normally would buy and you decided to say no to so that you could save up for something. And I think that it makes you appreciate things so much more and treat it better. So that got me thinking when I said treat it better in my brain, I was like, oh man, you know, that reminds me of the elderly. What in the hell is the deal lately with people treating elderly like dog do? Like what is up with that? Who raised some of these people out there? I don't get it. Um, elderly people have been here longer then, I mean, if they're your elder, if they are your elder, that means they've been here longer, which doesn't mean that you have to like them. It doesn't mean that you need to hold hands and skip and sing, you know, zippity doo dah. Doesn't mean you need to even speak to that person. But it also, I feel, I think it does mean, though, you should hold open a door for them maybe shake their hand or introduce yourself or call them Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so and treat them with the respect that they've earned because they've know probably a thing or two more. They've been on this earth longer. They're the ones who may have had a part in our rights today. So it's just interesting. And I think some people don't want to help people out anymore because they're scared to. I think they genuinely are scared to give compliments now because God forbid you give someone a compliment. It could be misconstrued as sexual harassment. God forbid you open a door for somebody because then that could be implied that someone feels that you're incapable of doing it. Am I incapable of opening up a door? No, I'm just trying to be polite. I'm sorry. Would you rather I shut it on your face? Would you rather I take that same door and just shut it when I see you coming? So that you run into it? I don't know. What would you rather me do? I've never understood that. How did it become where opening a door is insulting? That's so crazy town to me. How did it become insulting to say Mr. or Mrs. so-and-so? How did it become insulting to um, have manners? When did manners become insulting? Well, that got me thinking about people without manners. And I look at them and people that don't show respect and the people that treat their elders with disrespect. And I started thinking, well, who are they as people? And then I thought, oh, yes. Well, I mean, we all know those people. And that got me rolling into entitlement and all kinds of stuff. 
my brain just went on a tangent. Like it just went into a billion different directions. But what I kind of started reeling myself back in after it went on like a hundred different tangents that I normally would share with you, but it just went on forever. Like, and I do have to go to bed at some point, but I just wanted to say that sometimes, you know, I think we need to take a step back for a moment and realize that there are people out there that might have some insight that we don't. They might have been here longer and maybe in the time that they were here that we weren't, they may have gained a little bit of knowledge. They may have observed a little more. They may have made some mistakes and learned from those mistakes. Who knows? But, or maybe they're just morons. Maybe they're just older morons. Who knows? But I don't know when it became so rude and impolite to have manners. I'm just confused by that. But hey, next time, if you feel that me opening up a door for you is insulting, I will have you step back a couple of steps. We'll try it again. And when I see you coming, I'll just shut it. How about that? Um, but yeah, my brain went on a whole tangent then when I was thinking about shutting some uh, the door on someone's face and I got a visual and it made me laugh. And then I'm like, but I'm such a nice person that I would probably never do that. Like I sound like I would do it and I say I would do it, but I would never actually do it. I just wouldn't because why, why? Because I have manners, man, because I have manners. So I would not, but I'd be thinking of it. I'd be thinking it real hard. Not going to lie. I would be thinking about it. Oh man, in my head. And I'd probably stand there and act like it. And I'd get that face that I would make, like I'm going to slam the door. And then people would be like, what in the hell? Why are you making those faces? Because they don't know the conversation that I'm having in my head. And they don't know what I'm visualizing, which is slamming the door in your face. So then I just would look like a weirdo standing there with all these expressions that people are like, what in the hell is happening with her? So it'd be a thing. So I wouldn't do that, but gosh, if you ever see me and you get offended and get all weird about me opening the door and I just kind of take a step back and, and shut it on you and you see my facial expressions. Now, you know, that I'll just basically am visualizing like slamming your face, not your face. That was harsh. That went, that went kind of dark, but it just means that I'm not happy and I think that you're rude. And, you know, God bless you. <laughs> anyway, I really hope that everybody out there continues to get up every day. Get, it doesn't have to be every day. We'll just talk purely about in a couple of, oh, well, God, it's probably already the next, for me, where I'm at. It's now like after midnight, it's got to be. So it's already the next day and look, I'm up, go me, go me. It's 12.09 in the morning. So, hey, for me, I made it another day. I know you guys have it. You've got this. You have, I mean, think of it this way. You've got to listen to another episode of the Ramblings of an Insomniac, right? <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Courtney Perry. And you are listening to The Ramblings of an Insomniac.